You are here with Kara and Catherine, and this is for Church Girls Only. Real conversations for today's church girl, navigating life with salvation in mind. Hey, church girls. Hey, church girls. <laughs> so we are back with another episode of the For Church Girls Only podcast. Um, we have been talking about dating and relationships and healthy versus unhealthy relationships, um, specifically because February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Huh, that's a mouthful. But even, you know, we are not teenagers. We are, I'm more far removed from being a teenager than Kara is. We won't talk about how far removed I am from those years. But um, even though we are not teenagers, we know that uh, some of our listeners, you know, may be very fresh out of that age range, uh, may have teenagers of their own as the beautiful Kara does have teenagers under her roof. And, um, you know, even if you are not a teenager, there is still an, um, an awareness of dating violence, I think, that we all need to kind of be on the lookout for and the different ways that that can appear in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, a dating relationship, a marriage, or, you know, what have you. And on our next episode, we will have um a doctor of psychology is that correct yes we will have a doctor of psychology as a special guest on the episode to talk about um abusive relationships and um the different types of abuse that occur in relationships and what to do about that so we're really excited to introduce that guest to you next week but for this episode, we are going to talk about spiritual health and more importantly, spiritual health as a woman of God and how we can um, make sure that we are spiritually healthy so that we can recognize healthy behaviors, healthy relationships um, and other aspects of our lives. And even if um, we are not in healthy relationships, know how to recognize the signs of that. So I think I want to start off by talking about what does it look like to be spiritually healthy? And in that, we'll talk about the markers of being spiritually healthy versus spiritually unhealthy. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start, sis. So I think one of the biggest markers of spiritual health, in my opinion, is your connection to God, mm -hmm. um, making sure that there's communication, just like there would be in a, you know, an earthly or regular relationship. Usually, if there's like a lack of communication or there's poor communication, there's going to be problems in the relationship. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of scriptures 
I think there's one that comes to mind that says like to pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. It says it like that, but like in other ways, it's basically telling you like you should pray always, men should always pray. Like there's a whole bunch of scriptures that say that. And I think one of the biggest reasons why is because it's very hard um, to know the direction that God is trying to lead you in in your day-to-day life if you're not communicating with him. Um, and I, I feel like for me, that's probably one of the number one markers. I think another marker is to pay very close attention to, um, your response to God's word. Mm -hmm. So that would also have to mean that you're reading your word and studying your word. Um, but if you're not living what you're reading, studying, also hearing, Mm -hmm. um, that can be a marker to let you know like hey you know something is going on spiritually um and I know there's like a few others but I want I don't want to take all the all the apples off the table so (laughs) well no I mean I I always you know even though I'm in this thing with you I'm always um you know as we said earlier getting my spiritual edges snatched and you know they need to be pulled back real tight so um you were you were talking about you know a marker of a, you know, healthy spiritual life is, you know, praying um, without ceasing and, and, you know, talking to God and really developing that relationship as you would with any, um, you know, human or earthly relationship. And when you said that, it triggered a thought in my brain that, you know, I was like, I pray without ceasing. But when I, you know, kept following that train of thought, I was like, I'm always praying for other people. And, you know, like I drive around town. If I see an accident, I'll say a prayer. If I see a little dog crossing the street, I'll say a prayer. Like I'm constantly praying over different things, um, you know, as I move about my daily life. But continuing to follow that thought, I was like, I don't pray for myself nearly as much as I pray for other people. And, you know, how does my you know, how healthy really is my spiritual life if I'm not even paying attention to like spiritual self-care? You know, I'm not talking to God on my behalf. I've, you know, spent too much time of my, in my life, you know, hoping that someone else was praying for me because I haven't been praying for myself. And, you know, that is not spiritually healthy. You know, even we, we talk about, you know, self-care and taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others. But until this moment of me, you know, verbalizing this, I'm like, we've never talked about prayer life and a relationship with Christ as a form of self-care. And I'm like, we we two minutes into this episode and I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) This is so good, sis. This is so good. Listen, everybody get their edges snatched today. Snatched edges up in this piece, okay? (laughs) I'm like, like, come on. We talk about self-care day in and day out. And, you know, we talk about developing this relationship with Christ as, you know, this episode is addressing as a marker of, you know, spiritual health. But that is is our own spiritual self-care. Like, we need to, you know, be taking time to develop this relationship, to see where our prayer life is, to look at, you know, the condition of our own heart. And if we're not where we're supposed to be, you know, taking care of it 
through studying the word and spending time with God to get ourselves back to where we need spiritually so that we can take care of others spiritually, especially those of us in ministry. Like, are we taking care of our spiritual health in order to be able to take care of other people? Girl, all of that. Okay? I know I'm not, and look, I'm answering all of my own questions. I'm not doing that. I'm not taking care of myself spiritually. And then wondering why I, you know, I'm giving so much to everybody, but I feel empty all the time because I am exhibiting a marker of an, an unhealthy spiritual life. I've spent so much time praying for other people that I have not been taking care of my own prayer life. Like, whew. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm gonna have to put myself a time out after this <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness this is good though um because I think what you said is precisely that is that it's a lack of of self-care and understanding that for women of God an intricate part of our self-care is our spiritual health mm-hmm and you know i knew that we weren't um i knew that we weren't going to touch as much on the spiritual aspect of it because we had this episode coming up this month so i'm like so juiced that god has already like connected all the dots and weaving it all together like he's doing that okay and <laughs> to all of our listeners like i hope you feeling it because it's like god is doing this thing he wants you to really pay attention to some of these things because i think that it's also a you know like a tool and a trick of the enemy to make us believe that we are you know better off or like further along in our walk than we really are mm -hmm. when we are not necessarily tapped in or fully connected with god in the ways that we should be um and so we talked about you know we talked about our response to God's word we talked about prayer there's another one that I, that really comes to mind in terms of you know marking how well you're doing in your spiritual health and that is the fruit that you're bearing mm. because that's one of the things that Jesus talks about is that you will know a tree by its fruit and when we're talking about you know knowing something or knowing the tree by its fruit and we're looking at you know a reflection of our spiritual health it's really important to recognize that when we're talking about fruit we're not trees right <laughs> but we are talking about um the results of our actions mm -hmm. our behaviors and the ways that we are um basically interacting from day to day so when we talk about fruit as human beings, we're talking about um, the fruit of the spirit and how closely aligned our behaviors, thought patterns, you know, uh, <laughs> idiosyncrasies, y'all know that I like that word, uh, how, how closely those align to the word of God and the fruit of the spirit. And I think one of the things that really kind of sets it off is like when you go through and you read the fruit of the spirit, I think that there's it, it just says fruit, not fruits, to be clear, but it's supposed to be all encompassing. And so if I'm lacking in one area or another, it really highlights to me that there is some deficiency in either my response to God's word or my connection to God. Look, see, that's something I've never noticed. And I don't, I don't know how many of us have noticed that in scripture. I think our brains automatically 
go to fruits plural because it's listed out as different things, but I was pulling the scripture up. So it's Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23. And the New Living Translation says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And it doesn't say these kinds of fruit. So that point that you made about it being like an all encompassing, like, you know, kind of seven for one sort of thing. Um, this kind of fruit is joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It doesn't say or, it says and. All of those things are one fruit. And that's, look, see, if I was working on my spiritual health, I might've caught that a little bit sooner. Um, <laughs> but that, that idea that it is not like, okay, I can have a few of these things and it's okay if I don't have, you know, two or three, like these are all encompassing this one particular fruit that comes from um, the Holy Spirit. Like the, all of these things make up one fruit that, you know, the world needs to see coming from you. Yeah, absolutely. And so again, we talked about knowing what it is to be healthy, but then the opposite of that, right? So if I'm lacking in this area or I'm, I'm lacking in, you know, exhibiting all of the, 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 the totality of the fruit, right? Because mm -hmm. I think we just like to pick out our favorite ones I used to be guilty of that, um, but I, I noticed like, okay, Lord, you said fruit and not fruits, so let me get my whole life together <laughs> <laughs> and not just focus on the, the one or two that fit me, but I think one of the things that I really love is love. We talk about love and God is love, 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 and then for me, because I'm biased and my name means joy, it's actually that Greek word. In the New Testament, kara means joy in the Greek. And so I like, those used to be my two big ones, like love and joy, love and joy. Well, what about peace? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things, especially with that is like understanding that there's a difference between having peace with God, which is what you inherit once you accept salvation and having the peace of God, which means that you are able to allow God to regulate your mind your temperament and your situations. Um, and that comes with spiritual maturity. And as you begin to mature in Christ, like I said, no, we're not literal trees, but as we mature in Christ, we start to see the manifestation of these fruit and, and how they're operating in our lives. Yeah. And, you know, it also makes me think of, you know, the old adage, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And, you know, we, we talk about that I think I hear it with a more negative connotation um, in, in most situations where, you know, if you have, um, you know, a parent who is, you know, ha is facing an addiction, who has an anger issue, who, you know, has certain, um, you know, personality traits that are, you know, more than likely results of generational trauma. And you say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, you know, that's talking about a child that has picked up, you know, the habits or the attitudes or the proclivities of their parent because they are starting to, you know, be the, be the manifestation of the fruit that has been produced by the parent. And as we look at, um, 
you know, our behaviors and attitudes, we can say the fruit doesn't, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but which apple are we falling from? You know, are we, are we falling from the tree of godliness or are we falling yeah. from the tree of evil and lies and deception, you know, fruit that is produced by the enemy? And, you know, a lot of times I think we feel like, yes, my fruit has been produced by godliness, but has it really? Like, are you, are you showing this fruit that's in Galatians or, or are you showing fruit that is the complete antithesis of the things that God has said, this is the kind of fruit that my Holy Spirit is going to produce? Yeah, that's real good, sis. And just to back up what you're saying, if you actually read, I think it's like the verses right before that, it literally tells you the, the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And then it lists out all of those things. But then it says, but the fruit of the spirit, meaning that it has to be developed, meaning that it has to be cultivated. Come on, that sounds real good right here for what we're talking about. It's not something that happens overnight. And so I really want to bring that point out because I think it's very easy to get discouraged spiritually when you feel like you're not as far along as you want to be. When you feel like you're not as grown in Christ as you thought you were, right? No matter how many years you've been walking with God, don't get caught up in the fact that it hasn't developed the way that you expected it to. Just know that it's being cultivated, that everything that you give and that you put into it, God is allowing it to not only come back, but it comes back to you multiplied. That's a principle of scripture. That's a principle of God that it it will come back multiplied. There's several scriptures that come to mind. One of them is saying that good measure pressed down, but that's talking about the things that men can give you. The other place in scripture that it talks about it is that some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. That is God's principles to multiply things in your life. And when you pour into yourself spiritually and you decide to seek God for yourself, he's going to multiply that seeking in giving you back a cultivation or a product of the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. And you're going to see that operating in your life. So I think that's something that really excites me. You see, I'm getting all like hyper, but I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, because it, it encourages me to know that I have not reached perfection, but I am striving for perfection. I'm constantly being perfected and God is constantly cultivating the fruit of the spirit within me. Mm-hmm. You, you were talking about that. You are, you are over there preaching and I'm just thinking, you know, the Holy Spirit has, you know, he has the fruit of the spirit that he wants to cultivate in you. God is promising to cultivate, you know, all of these things in us but he can only do it if we have the fertile soil, if we are fertile soil that allows for the fruit of God to be cultivated in us. Yes. Yes. Go check out. I think it's Matthew 13 that talks about, about the seed and the sower. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that it's, it's, I don't know the exact verses, but I know for sure it's in that chapter, Matthew 13, that talks about the seed and the sower. And, and literally that's one of the points that we made out in this, in this episode about your response to God's word. Yes. And so it, I can never get to the place where I'm producing fruit if I am not responding well to God's word. And you, that's how you check your soil. That's what lets you know what your soil is like based off of your response to God's word. Do you, are you, you know, I think there's like the thorny ground, uh, the stony ground, 
it's, um, uh, it's, it's Matthew, uh, Matthew 13. Um, and he starts telling the parable at the beginning of the chapter, but it's, um, you know, chapter 13 verses one through nine, where he says that, you know, some of the seeds fell on a footpath where they were completely exposed. So the birds came up and ate them right away. Um, some of the seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rocks. So they, sprout, they sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but they wilted under the hot sun because they did not have deep roots and they died. And then he says that still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Yes. See? Yep. All of <laughs> so that just tied in the last point too. <laughs> yep. It was all right there. Yeah. But that's really what God is looking for is to see what your response is to his word. And I think it's easy to, and especially if you go to a charismatic church, <laughs> you know, um, it's easy to get caught up in the excitement and the intensity of the moment. But I think one of my biggest things that I've learned in my in my walk is that it's not about the initial response. It's about how you walk it out. Mm -hmm. What do you do after you receive the word, after you heard the preached word of God and the sermon that lit your soul on fire? Like, are you able to apply it? Are you able to really like start making that a part of your practice and a part of your life? Yes. And you know, that, that takes us right into our next point. Like, how do you keep and hold yourself accountable to staying healthy spiritually? Right. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is that it's, it's literally, it, it's a faith walk, right? It's not, <laughs> it's not a, um, it's not a race, even though the Bible does compare it to that, but you're not racing against anyone else. It's about you figuring out what works for you to stay accountable to God's word and it being enacted in your life. And I think one of the things that I love about a faith walk is that it, it implies that all of the work is not on me, but I am responsible for being obedient to God's word. And so what faith is, is faith says that if faith is first a response, I always say this in my head, but faith is first a response to God's word. And then second, it is action that backs up what your response was. So initially I hear the word of God. That's the first thing, right? And my response may be to receive what God has said, which means that I believe, or it means that I rejected what God said, which means I'm operating in doubt or fear or unbelief. And so I, I then move on from there and I see what my real faith response is, is backed by my actions. So either I'm going to act in accordance to what God has said, which means I believe, and now I'm going to act in that belief, or the opposite of that, which means that I don't believe, and I'm not going to act in what God's word says. Mm -hmm. And so as I continue to walk out my faith walk, I understand that whenever there's a disconnect between what I either profess to believe or profess to respond to God's word and my actions, I have to rein it back in and say, well, hold on a second. If I say that I believe, then my actions have to have to line up accordingly. When you look in the book of James, I think it's um, in James, I want to say chapter five, um, 
either chapter chapter five or chapter four where it talks about faith without works being dead Mm -hmm. it literally is talking about you saying that you profess that you believe with your mouth that oh i believe god's word i believe that he's able i believe he's this and that but then your your works totally totally go opposite of that and so he says you say that you're going to show me your faith by your words but I'm telling you that I'm going to show you my faith by my works in other words that I have to move myself from a place of comfortability and I have to start operating in a place that says that even though I don't know how things are going to come together I don't know how God's word is going to be enacted in my life I'm going to act as if it's already happened I'm going to behave as if his word has already come to pass. And even though we didn't plan to have a sermon in this episode, I'm going to insert a shameless plug and let you know that the Holy Spirit is telling me right now to tell you that it doesn't matter what you've been doing up until this point. If you've been saying that you believe, but have been acting like you don't believe, God says it's never too late to start moving in action. It's never too late to start sparking the the activity in your life. And as soon as you start acting like what you say you believe, God is going to allow the works to come to pass. And I'm so excited about that. Like, let's just have a praise break right now. (laughs) Look, look, I'm, I'm like, hold on to the edges. Hold on to the edges. Because, baby, I got some work to do. Yes. Yes. Look. Don't look, don't ever be like, oh, we're not going to have a sermon. We need a sermon. We need daily sermons. We Look, if we can't give them to ourselves, we need to get them from somebody. And this is, God is always right on time. Always. Yes. Always right on time. Um, whew, okay. So holding ourselves accountable to becoming and staying spiritually healthy. Now, this is where... And we've talked about her on this podcast before. I've talked about her on my own podcast, The Titus Two Woman. This is my girl. She she is my girl. This is look, I'm gonna date myself, my ace boom coon. Like this, this my girl. (laughs) The the Titus Two Woman. She is the woman of God, the sister, the friend, the stranger that God has put into your life who is there to walk with you and say, no, baby, that's not, that's not what we're going to do today. You said that you wanted to follow God and I'm going to need you to come back over here on this path. This is, this is what we're going to do. You know, it's, it is so important, um, you know, as entrepreneurs and business people, um, you know, we always have accountability partners to make sure that we're, you know, doing all the things that we, we need to do to get our five and six figure, you know, months and you know, make sure that we're advancing in our business. But how how many of us have spiritual accountability partners? You know, somebody's gonna say, okay, now we need to get on this Bible study. Um, you know, there's this book that that we want to read together and discuss and see how we can apply this to our lives. You know, what what tell me what's going on with you, sis? What what kind of seeds are being planted in your life right now? Are these seeds of God or are they seeds of the enemy? If they're seeds of the enemy, let's put a plan together to root these seeds out because we need to replace this. This is not the fruit that we need to grow in our lives. And God has put me in a position to be in your life and in your way to help you walk this path. You know, we we were never, we were not put on this earth to be alone. Even in the beginning 
uh, in the garden where, you know, God made Adam, he was like, it is not good for man to be alone. And it does not have to be a marital partner. You can have a friendship because we are not meant to be alone. We need somebody in our lives that is going to say, hey, I was walking the same path that you were walking. I got off the path. I fell down, the, fell down into the valley. Now that I've gotten back out of the valley, I need you to avoid that crack in the pavement because you're going to fall. Come over here. Walk close with me. We're going to keep going on this road together. You got to have somebody in your life like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we have to, we got to plug in to this part right here that makes it big is there, you need somebody in your life who's not concerned about judging you, but is concerned about seeing you prosper and be all that God has called you to be. And so you, you know, you, you pointing out the Titus two woman, we talked about this in a previous episode about how to find a mentor and mentee mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be a mentor. You need to find somebody that wants to see you be all that God has created you to be and is willing to walk with you, hold you accountable, maybe have some uncomfortable conversations with mm-hmm. you because the truth of the matter is, is that we all sin and have fallen short of the glory of God all of us, each and every day, we're striving to be better, to not make the mistakes that we've made the day before, (laughs) and to continue to press toward the mark that God has called for us. And I think that it's so important to understand that there is some sort of, it's almost like a, a vulnerable, a very vulnerable place to be spiritually honest with someone else outside of God. Because you do have concerns about, well, they're not going to, they're going to think I'm not saved. They're going to think I don't love God. They're going to think this X, Y, and Z about me. Those are all lies and tricks of the enemy because God says that he's placed you in the body of Christ as he sees fit, meaning that there's a role for you to play, but also know that the body doesn't work if the body doesn't all function and run together. So we can't, we can't just be doing our own little thing off on our own, unconnected, you know, with some, with, with people, we have to make sure that we have that connection with somebody that can help us to really operate, not just in our lane, but at our maximum capacity. Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I'm telling you, just like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna come from my marriage perspective. When you find that person that God has put in your life to be, you know, your covenant person, you don't let go of them. And it's the same right. way with this Titus two woman and with these, right. with these spiritual friendships. When you find the person that God has put in your life to say, hey, this is your person. Y'all gonna do this thing together. Don't, don't take that for granted. Don't, don't take it for granted. It is so hard. Um, it is scary. And, you know, to find that person who is really going to allow you to be vulnerable and, you know, be very careful with your heart and to guard your heart as if it was their own. And, you know, Cara, you are one of many, not many, you you are one of, of maybe two handfuls of the women I have in my life that are in that role that I even trust, you know, with my heart. And, you know, our, our encounter, you know, I, I ventured to say that it was a chance encounter, but I know God was in it, but, you know, just, just 
all it was was saying hi to each other and that opened up the door for God to say this is your person I want I want y'all to walk together and I I don't take it for granted at all I never take it for granted me either I'm so grateful for you sis you too (laughs) so grateful so thankful to him for you yeah yes okay Y'all need, like, you can't have my car, but you need your car in your life. You can't have mine. This is my car, but you need you a car and you need some joy in your life. <laughs> you got to bring the joy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's, so, you know, I think we kind of touched on it, but I want to, you know, be a little, I want to be intentional about how uh, how we move forward. Like what, what do we need to do if we realize that we are spiritually unhealthy? Like what are the tangible and practical things that we can, steps that we can take to get back to being spiritually healthy? Yeah. Well, if we're talking about tangible, let's talk about it in just the plain layman's term. You need to start a new habit start a God habit. I think we should hashtag that. Start a God habit. Yes. Um, Of seeking God. I think it could just be something simple. Even if it's just saying I'm committing 10 minutes at the beginning of my day, I'll wake up a little bit earlier. I'll, you know, make sure that the kids don't interrupt or whatever for 10 minutes, 10 minutes out of the day that says this completely belongs to God. And it's better if you do it first, first thing. So you can't say, oh, I forgot do it first thing in the morning, wake up, seek God. There's scripture that backs this up. I just want to share a couple of verses with you. But one of the things that really comes to mind is Matthew 6 and 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then it says, and then all these other things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love about that piece of scripture is that what you'll see is that this God habit is going to be the connection that allows everything else in your life to start aligning. So when you start putting a priority on God and placing him first and seeking him first, everything else starts to line up. Everything else starts to come together for you. Another place in scripture that I really love is um, Psalms 27 and eight. And it says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, my, your face, Lord, I will seek. And so you're literally understanding that God is calling for you. He's calling to have relationship with you. He's calling to have um, an intimate time with you. And you're not turning a deaf ear to that call. You're saying, God, I'm, you're a priority to me. You're important to me. And I'm going to answer the call just like you would for your girlfriend, for your mm-hmm. best friend. Let's be real. You, your best friend is calling you and you a little bit sleepy. You go rub the sleep out of your eyes and sit up in the bed and say, hey, girl, what's up do the same thing for God make him a priority say God if he puts the unction on your heart one of the things that I started noticing is that God will wake me up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. like I'll be in a dead sleep and I'll just wake up and that's the time that he wants me to just get up and just hear what he has to say okay Lord what are you saying just start with that I think that's in um first Samuel where where um Eli had to tell Samuel say, Lord, here, here, I, here I am, speak to me, mm-hmm. right? God will wake you up and talk to you, like invite him in, but then also don't decline his invitations. <sighs> Putting that on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I haven't had, um, I, I've had those moments. They, they don't happen a lot because being honest, sometimes I just turn over and be like, mm -mm, it's too early. And, you know, I know God be looking at me like, for real though? Like, this is what we doing today? Okay. Um, but, you know, there have been moments when, especially when, you know, my uh, puppy was really little, he would get up very early in the morning and I would get up and have coffee and just go outside and just, you know, have my moments where I would sit and, you know, listen to the, uh, listen to the scriptures and read the Bible and, you know, just be outside with God and a cup of coffee. And I miss those moments. Like I got really close to him um, and enjoyed that time. And, you know, the enemy works in like the craziest ways because once my puppy started sleeping in, I was like, oh, bet I'm staying asleep too. And, you know, and I'm automatically missing this time with God that I was like really getting close to him and I'm sleeping later. So then I get up rushed and and, you know, I'm trying to do all the things. I've got all these things I got to check off my list and God is just in the corner like, so for real, this is what we doing today? Like, oh, okay, then I'm gonna remember this. <laughs> so, you know, hashtag start a God habit, you know, gotta get back into, you know, making, being so intentional about making him the priority of my day and just saying, you know, put away the anxiety of everything that I have to do or everything that I think that has to be done for everything that God has given me and has blessed me with, the least I can do is give him 10 minutes as soon as I open my eyes. That, yes. that, he's not asking for a whole lot. And I mean, for as much as he does, he has a right to ask for every moment of my day. And I mean, in some ways he does where he's like, okay, you got breath in your lungs. I'm gonna need you to be doing something to tell people how great I am. But, you know, tangibly 10 minutes a day, just to be like, you know, good morning, God, what, what are we going to do today? You know, who, who are we going to reach, you know, expand my territory so that I can glorify you 10 minutes. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's good. I love that. I think the other thing that I would want to bring out is that you also need to, um, to watch your appetites. Mm. So it's not so much, you know, what you haven't been doing, but let's also talk about what you have been doing in place of what you should have been doing, right? So if I'm watching too much TV, if I'm gossiping, no shade, no shade to anybody. If I'm, <laughs> you know, if I'm listening to secular music, what can I swap out in terms of my appetite to give mm -hmm. me more, a more spiritual and healthy spiritual appetite? Well, one of the things that I want to encourage is for you to start listening to more of the word of God, even if that's just, okay, I know people don't necessarily just play the Bible on a tape and just listen to it. Did I say tape? Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we, don't, we don't download the Bible to our, our, our iPhones and play it over the, <laughs> play it over the, the, the car. <laughs> I said tape, y'all. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> just checking what you're doing and how you're spending your time. Is there a way to swap that out? I think one of the things that really helped me is um, when I'm riding in the car, putting on a sermon from someone who I know is teaching like good, solid word mm -hmm. and just listening to that. 
on the drive. Like it doesn't have to be super long, but what did I do? I am now switching and switching out my appetite from something for something that probably wasn't benefiting me spiritually mm-hmm. to now doing something that's going to help me grow spiritually. And I want to enforce that with the word of God one more time for y'all is Romans 10 and 17 that says that faith comes by hearing and then hearing by the word of God. So you should be listening to the word of God. You should be intaking it and digesting it and then and then also practicing it um and and then i think that you'll start to see a change in not only the way that your day goes i think sis you really brought that out beautifully with saying like you know the 10 minutes a day in the morning really set your day up beautifully but also understanding that as you incorporate more of god into your day it's going to change the trajectory of the day and also how you respond to what happens throughout the day yes absolutely Mm-hmm. Ooh, but we didn't we didn't preach to ourselves i'm like i'm glad everybody else was able to listen in on this sermon we gave ourselves today because baby I'm, I'm gonna have to have a real talk with jesus after this because yes i ain't even know what i'm supposed to be doing but he's helping us though he's he snatched our edges and now they're laid down smooth and um um, look, I, I, I tilled my soil. I'm ready. I'm getting. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's. It's. I love it when we we have a message that God is all in because you know we when we didn't when we sat down to record this episode you know we people have show notes if you know anything about podcasters you know you do the show notes and you you know make all the pointers on what you're gonna say and we didn't do that for this episode. We didn't. We we were like, okay, this is what we're gonna talk about. We got four questions. What, what's gonna happen? You know, so and I think that that takes, I think that kind of like, you know, brings it all full circle that when you are, you know, cultivating a relationship with Christ, that you are making your heart a ground full of fertile soil, that God can plant the seeds that he needs to plant in you to produce the fruit that needs to be given to others in order to feed them. Yeah. And he will do it every time, as long as you are willing to let it be done. Absolutely. That is so good. You said that so beautifully, sis. Yes. So sis, you want to close us out with a, with a good, good spiritual, strong church girls prayer. Cause Baby, look, we need, I need a little, just a little more of this preaching, just a little bit more. (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) I'm happy to do it. Lord, we come before you right now, just thanking you for this episode, thanking you for this topic that is bringing spiritual awareness to the forefront of our hearts and our minds today. But God, we ask that it not rest with just this episode. We ask, Lord God, that you would continue the work, continue the provoking. Provoke us to good works today, Lord. We ask even now, Lord God, that the seeds that you planted within each and every one of my sister's hearts, that it will not only take good root in good soil, but that it would come forth and that it will produce the due fruit, Lord God, in its due season. 
God, I pray even now in the name of Jesus that you would silence the voice of the enemy that comes up to make the sister question where she is with her walk with you, that makes her question if you really want to use her, if you still want her. But God, I ask that you would reinforce, Lord God, that you've called us for a purpose, for a season, and for such a time as this. I ask even now in the name of Jesus that you would hold our hands steady to the plow. Help us to recognize that the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few, but you called us so that we could be your laborers in the vineyard. I pray, Lord God, that you would give us, Lord, a word to speak to every hurting heart. Give us a word to speak to people that are discouraged in our lives. Give us, Lord God, words from your mouth, Lord God, to the earpieces of your children in this earth. God, I pray even now that you would continue to use us for your glory and then don't allow it to stop there. But I ask, Lord God, that you would continue to cultivate a hunger and a thirst for you. Continue, Lord God, to fill us and to cause us to overflow so that we can pour out to your people, so that we can save the lost souls, so that your work can be done in this earth and that you would receive all glory in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This has been Cara and Catherine, and you've listened to another episode of For Church Girls Only. Make sure to follow us at For Church Girls Only on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and Church Girls Only on Twitter.